Welcome to the first episode of Mutual Growth, a podcast by Penn Community Bank. I'm your host, Aaron Clark. On February 19th, the stock market hit its highest mark in history. Less than a month later, on March 11th, the coronavirus outbreak was declared a global pandemic, setting off the largest single-day market drop in a generation. In the weeks since, volatility has been the only constant, with near-daily surges and losses as the market reacts to international reports on the virus and economic relief efforts from Washington. Today, I'm joined by Christian Wagner, president of Penn Investment Advisors, the Wealth and Trust Division of Penn Community Bank, to gain a clearer picture of what is driving the volatility in the marketplace, what individuals and families can be doing to protect their wealth during this period, and to get his thoughts on what comes next. After the show is over, be sure to check out the show notes and links to resources at pencommunitybank.com slash podcast. Christian Wagner, welcome. There's a, a lot to review today, so I'm glad you could join us. Obviously, it, with Penn Investment Advisors from Penn Community Bank, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background? Sure. So um, I am the president of Penn Investment Advisors, which is the uh, wholly owned investment subsidiary of Penn Community Bank. And we provide investment management services to individuals and government entities and nonprofits, Um at the personal level, at the institutional level, and retirement benefits, 401k plans, um, defined benefit plans, things of that sort. Uh, I have been uh, with Penn Community Bank for going on six years uh, and have been um, in the investment business for a rather long time. I've seen a lot of different changes and a lot of volatility in bull markets and bear markets. Well, certainly that background uh, probably is helpful at times like these. Uh, you mentioned volatility. We've seen a lot of it um, recently. Can you just speak to what's driving that market volatility and for listeners kind of help them understand what's happening uh, in the markets? The first, the first thing, um, the markets are controlled by human beings. And the one thing that happens over time, whether it's 50 years, five years, 100 years, the one thing that hasn't changed at all is human nature and, 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 and the human condition. Um, people do not like uncertainty. They don't like change, and they, they fear things that they don't quite understand. So when we look at a situation like the one we're in right now between the coronavirus and the mass unemployment, this is what's driving the fear, and that's what's making this, this market so volatile. Um, so why we're seeing swings of 700 points a day and, and things of that nature, it's just entirely driven by uncertainty and fear. Now, you mentioned bear markets and bull markets. We've seen monstrous declines. What is the market telling you right now? Is there anything that we can gather from, as you mentioned, historical precedent? Is this 2008 all over again, or are you a little more uh, uh, less concerned about this volatility? I think from the 2008 all over again, um, a lot of people automatically look back at this. The big difference between this and 2008 is 2008 was about the financial system um, and what was really the, the weakness in the financial system. Um, what's really different about this is, thankfully, the, the, the banks and financial system are, are significantly stronger um, than they ever have been. Uh, so that's a, that's a really great backstop for the market. But the biggest change is that we saw 36% downturn in 22 days in a very, very short time period. Um, so markets are much, much faster than they usually have been. 
But at the same time, it's really important to understand that bear markets are normal. They are part of the process of investing. So if we go back to 1928, um, there've been 25 bear markets. Some have been worse than others, but on average, a bear market lasts about 300 days, but let's turn it around the other way and bull markets last about three years. So that's a pretty good trade-off as an investor. So the message there is really stay invested and make sure that you continue to be invested through, through problems and, and times of, that are traumatic like the one we're experiencing right now. Sure. So that sounds like the natural advice for folks that maybe are out there concerned about their portfolio, about their retirement. Is there anything that you can say to them to really reassure them um, about this? The first and most important thing, and, and, and this is most applicable right now, particularly with what we're dealing with, with, uh, with uh, COVID-19 and the virus. And, and I do want to take a, a minute and, and just express our sympathy, sympathy to the families uh, and friends that have been impacted by this. It's really a horrific period. Um, we're going to get through it. We're going to find a vaccine and we'll ultimately move beyond this virus. So this is just a point in time. So first tip right now, and it, it sounds kind of kind of coy is, you know, don't touch your face and don't touch your stocks. Um, so take the time and analyze what you're doing. Take a deep breath. Be patient. You know, there are a lot of things that we can look at and, and say, hey, you know what? These are some of the, the do's and don'ts. Um, you know, from a real quick tip scenario, we always hear about an emergency fund and we always hear how important it is to have an emergency fund. And this is a really, really good example of why it's important to have an emergency fund. I think that the problem is, is that the guidance has always been six months of salary. So Aaron, think about it for you. How hard would it be for you to save six months of your salary? It's impossible um, in today's day and age. So when we look at it, start with saving as much as you can and do have a rainy day emergency fund. Don't make it the fund that you get to go on vacation with, but really truly make it that emergency fund. Um, we think people need to spend a lot more time thinking about their future and taking a good look back and saying, hey, you know, we're, we're basically, we've all spent an entire month at home, social distancing, you know, our bank accounts are, are those of us that, that, you know, have been fortunate enough to continue to work. We're not spending any money. Um, and take a good look at what you have been spending money on in the past versus what you're spending money on today. And I really think that that's a way to analyze and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I didn't need to go. My, my personal situation is, hey, I'd love to go grab a couple of cup of couple of cups of coffee today, um, during the course of the day. Five, six, seven bucks a day. That's up. Um, I can just sure. I can just get coffee at home for God's sake. So it does add up. And, and um, so those are the kinds of things that we think about people um, think that people should be focusing on uh, and taking a good hard look at what your options are, whether it be your current investment um, scenario what you're doing in your 401k if you have one available if you don't have a retirement plan now's the time to really sit down with someone and talk about how you can institute one and start one um, i have in, been in this business for a long long time 
And I have never met anybody that has complained that they saved too much money for retirement. No, I think, I think that's a great transition here. You mentioned 401ks, thinking of those folks that maybe have been furloughed or, or, or their business is closed. If someone loses their job during this period, uh, we've heard that they can potentially take money out of their 401k. Can you speak to what, what that resource is for those who are, are facing unemployment right now? Sure. So, so there are actually a couple of different major changes in, in access to 401ks. So right now, there are two things that people could be doing. One is they could, they could borrow from their 401k. Uh, and essentially what happens when you do that is you take money and, and borrow from yourself. The CARE Act changed so people have the ability to borrow twice as much as they did in the past. So if they, in the past, the loan maximum was $50,000, and now the loan maximum is $100,000. So that's an option. The other option, uh, which may be more attractive, but it does have a consequence, uh, is to take a hardship withdrawal for those people that are, that are really significantly affected by this. And there are some limitations, and you need to talk to your human resources folks um, at the company you work with to find out what those limitations are. But the hardship withdrawal is different this time because it allows you to take a withdrawal, a cash withdrawal from your, from your account up to that $100,000 limit. And then you can literally pay the taxes over the three-year period. So that gets you more cash quickly and more cash up front. Um, I usually don't recommend that if at all possible. I would highly recommend that people go to taxable savings first and use that as a last resort but sometimes that's the only only option that you have so there are some choices and, and if you are making those choices make certain that you talk to your tax professional uh, to understand how it's going to impact you um, the good news is if you if you borrow the money and over that three-year period you're actually or or take if you withdraw the money sorry about that withdraw the money and, but over that three-year period, you can pay some or all of it back. Then you can file for a refund on the taxes that are due. And there are no 10% penalty withdrawals either. So that's kind of a good option for people if they need to. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like something to have uh, in the back pocket to potentially take advantage of. Another thing that we're seeing is folks that might be offered a loan forbearance, say whether it's student loans. Is that something that folks should be sitting down and taking a look at as as a tool that they can use or something they should be looking to take advantage of at this time? I, I think from that perspective, the, the interesting thing about student loans is, so student loans are, the, the interest rates are set by Congress. There is absolutely no way to make a principal payment on a student loan. Every time you make a payment, you make, you're also paying interest. This is a, is a, this forbearance period allows you to actually make principal payments. If at all possible, if you can continue to make your student loan payments or maybe even pay a little bit extra, it's going to help you pay those student loans down more quickly. Um, that would be the area that I would focus on. Obviously, if you have credit card debt and things like that, you always want to focus on that high interest portion. But in this instance, it's almost like making that extra principal payment to your student loan. So if you're able to do so, I would advise it. Now, a little bit earlier, we talked about kind of that cycle between bull and bear markets. If you can look into your crystal ball here, um, knowing the volatility in the market, knowing all the variables at, at play here, whether it's from Washington or internationally with, with the virus research, can you just 
kind of paint a picture for where you think we might be heading um, in the near term and also what maybe a post-pandemic economy looks like? I think, you know, from the perspective um, that from Penn Investment Advisors and many economists, um, this mass unemployment will create, and, and we're already in a, in a recession, and it will be a global recession. Um, the length of the recession, again, depends on how long it's going to take for everyone to get back to work and to continue to move. So, and by the way, Aaron, there might be some pent-up frustration and pent-up demand when people do get back out there and, you know, want to get out and want to socialize and things like that. Um, from the perspective of a recovery, I think the recovery is going to take a little bit longer because the stage of, of getting back to work is going to be in stages. It's going to be, you know, one area and then another area and then another area. And it'll take a while before everyone is, is back at full capacity. And unfortunately, some of these small businesses aren't going to be able to get back at full capacity and they will be casualties of this, um, of this pandemic. From an economic perspective, the one thing that a lot of people um, have the opportunity to do right now, particularly those that are investing in, in the equity markets, um, and most you know, apt or, or most appropriate is those that are investing in retirement plans, they have the opportunity right now to buy things when they're on sale. So if your time frame is a long period of time, you're going to be buying stocks right now when they're lower. Um, it's very, very funny the way people react when it comes to, to downturns in markets. And the, the thing that I like to equate it to is, so if you live in a house and all of a sudden the housing market goes down and maybe it's down for a five-year cycle, the last thing you're going to do is to sell your house if you don't have to. You're going to keep your house and you're going to get through the cycle. Why doesn't that apply to the stock market or equities? It should. They're just a lot easier to sell. So that liquidity you know, is more of a penalty. So what we recommend to people is take advantage of this time. Either change the way you're allocated if you've got a long period of time. Make it, make it a little bit more aggressive. You don't go to the store and buy things when they're not on sale. You go to the store and buy things when they're definitely on sale. And, and right now they're on sale. So, you know, we expect it probably begin to see some recovery. Um, don't expect that the equity markets are going to reach their peak again. Um, probably not until 2021, maybe fall, third quarter of 2021. Um, but we do expect that there will be recovery in the global. The global economy will ultimately recover. With that in mind, do you have any other insights or advice for folks, regardless of how much they may or may not have invested in the market? Anything that you can just share, kind of put a bow on, on our conversation? I think, you know, from the perspective of what's happened, this is a great time. This is a great time from a reset perspective. Um, and I don't mean that is take a take a good hard look at, at your investments and change everything. I mean, take a good hard look at your investments and frankly, become more involved. Um, and when I say involved, I don't mean checking your account every day or even checking your account every month. The best thing to possibly do is not look at your accounts at all. Um, because when you, when you look at them after a year or so, you're, you're kind of surprised and say, wow, I did, I did pretty well. So it's really a time to get invested in, in your financial situation. A lot of people go through this process um, and they're not spending as much time on the things that they need to spend time on. 
And that's savings and spending and looking at debt load and looking at things like what your mortgage looks like, or, you know, do you really need a new car lease every three years? So this is a really good time to kind of get a refresh and a reset on this part of, of part of your financial life. Before we uh, wrap up, uh, where can people learn more about Penn Investment Advisors and the services you and your team? Sure. So um, the best way and easiest way to do it is go to the web, go right to Penn Community Bank, right on the website. There's a there's a um, drop down box for wealth management. Click on that. We've got a full service team um, and we're more than happy happy to talk to anybody. I'd like to thank my guest, Christian Wagner, president of Penn Investment Advisors, for joining me on this episode of Mutual Growth. If you'd like to learn more about PIA, visit them online at pennadvisors.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. And as always, keep up with the latest from Penn Community Bank by following us on Instagram and Facebook, at Penn Community Bank, and connecting with us on LinkedIn. For more information about this podcast, links to past episodes, or to learn more about community-first banking, just visit pencommunitybank.com slash podcast. Investment advisory services are provided through Penn Investment Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. PIA is a wholly owned subsidiary of Penn Community Bank. Investment products, securities, and services offered by PIA are not a deposit of or obligation of or guaranteed by the bank or an affiliate of the bank, are not insured by the FDIC or any agency of the United States, the bank, or any affiliate of the bank, and involve investment risk, including the possibility of principal loss. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. The data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Penn Investment Advisors Incorporated shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representation or warranties as to the accuracy of the completeness of this data and other information, or for statements or errors contained in it or admissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only.